Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today we have a fascinating tale to share with you, one that involves an extraordinary individual who spent his adult life traveling across the United States in a most unconventional way. Hello folks, I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins, and this is another one of the stories of Appalachia. Well Steve, this has whet my appetite just a little bit about this extraordinary individual you don't exactly explain it in the opening paragraph of our script as we are, you know, doing this recording, but it, this guy had to be unique. I've read the script already and went through to get ready and stuff for the story, but this guy was definitely unique. He was extraordinary. Any other way to say it? He had his own drummer, you know, that's yeah. the best I can say it. He just lived life the way he wanted to live it and just had a, I would assume a marvelous time doing it with some of these adventures we'll tell you about. Wow. Now he's not really from Appalachia. He's from the South in Georgia, mm-hmm. but he has come through Appalachia a lot during his travels in his lifetime. And I actually know some folks that met him in of all places, I believe big stone gap when wow. he came through. So he does have a bit of attachment to our part of the country. Okay. And this fellow we're talking about is named Charles McCartney, or Chez, as he was often called. And Mr. McCartney embarked on an epic journey that lasted more than five decades. From 1930 to 1987, he wandered the eastern United States with a ramshackle wagon pulled by a team of goats. Goats? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Can you imagine the sight of that, though, of a man and his entourage of goats roaming the countryside. I mean, just oh, yeah. going all over the place. Ches McCartney became an iconic figure during his travels, leaving a lasting impression on the many people who crossed his path, or rather, he might have crossed their path. So it was kind of an equal shake sort of thing. Well, you know, Roddy started his story during his early years. He was born around the turn of the 20th century, The exact year remains unknown, probably 1900, 1901, 1902, but we really don't know. He ran away from his family's farm in Iowa at the age of 14. You know, and what's so weird about this is McCartney's life took so many unexpected turns. Of all things in New York, he met and married, get this, a Spanish knife thrower. Okay. Well, I told you he lived a... a a very unique life, and that certainly shows it right there. 
Well, he married the Spanish knife thrower and becoming part of her act as the near-miss target. Well, somebody had somebody wrapped around their finger at that time because I sure wouldn't have stood there. I don't care how many times they'd hit the mark and stuff. It might have hit me as one of those mistakes. But when the couple faced financial hardships during the Great Depression, like a lot of other people, his wife left him, and then McCartney went on to marry at least two more times, not finding happiness in, well, a couple of those times that he married. One event that significantly impacted McCartney's life was an accident while working for the WPA Cutting Timber. Quiz time. How many people know what WPA stands for? I know the rod definition. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the real one, Steve? Uh, Well, it's Works Progress Administration, but you would call it what? Well, my dad used to call it, we piddle around is what he, (laughs) (laughs) that's what they used to call it. So, you know, uh, I'm sorry if there's WPA people out there that listening to this podcast, you can't chase my dad down. He's gone to a better place and he's not going to listen to any complaints about what you're saying. But anyway, a falling tree caused a severe injury to his left arm, which left it twisted. Now, interestingly, He was initially thought to have died in the accident, but miraculously awakened on a mortician's table. Interesting life. That's all I can say. Yeah. (laughs) Well, McCartney's fondness for goats, which dated back to his days on the family farm, inspired him to incorporate them into his unconventional lifestyle. He figured out a plan to travel with his family and work as an itinerant preacher. Didn't tell you that. He also became a, a very devout Christian preacher. He was going to do that using a goat cart. However, his wife, while initially interested in her husband's plans, eventually soured on the idea of a life on the road in an old wagon pulled by a herd of goats, and yes, she left him too. According to one account, McCartney even traded his wife to another farmer in exchange for a number of goats, although I don't know that that actually happened. It seems that his determination to travel with his goat companions was unwavering. And McCartney found inspiration in the book Robinson Crusoe and carried a copy of it, along with a Bible, throughout his journeys. This classic tale not only influenced his choice of clothing as he and his son dressed themselves in goat skins, but it also validated his independent lifestyle. Okay, we've got to look at, well, I should say we've at least tried to portray to you how he looks, okay, wearing goat skins. But I want to talk about McCartney's remarkable travel rig, okay? Now, when I'm talking about travel rig, this was before... 18 wheelers. This was before any kind of, you know, like the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile or anything like this. Um, it was a large rickety wagon and it was a sight to behold. I almost picture something like out of a, what television show of gypsies, something like that, sort of in that kind of, in that kind of light, but still it was adorned with a hodgepodge of objects he had found and collected along the road. Inside, he had a bed, a pot-bellied stove, lanterns, and lots of trash. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I lost it when I got to that. And you know what? This kind of 
this is kind of reminiscent of something maybe that I saw or it was kind of hinted at on, of all things, the Andy Griffith show. Do you remember an episode like that? You know, I seem to remember something. I don't think he was in a goat wagon. No, but yeah, huh, I do he kind wasn't of remember a, something like that. But like a big wagon, it was full of trash or full of, you know, uh-huh. all this junk and stuff, but it was adorned with all these different things on it. But, you know, that's another story. But, and let's not forget the star attractions, the goats, the goats themselves. Okay. McCartney's team of around nine goats pulled the wagon with a few trailing behind to help with braking on downhill stretches. Now, can you believe they were even sturdy enough to push the wagon up Tennessee's Mont Eagle Mountain during a winter storm? Wow. Well, McCartney's dedication to his goats was unwavering, thus preventing anything from happening with uh, John Romulus Brinkley, I'm sure. That's another story for another time, Steve. (laughs) Uh, The kids and the doe goats rode in the wagon while the bucks did the draft and push work. He named each of his goats and also cared for the sick and injured animals, including one that had no front legs and learned to hop like a kangaroo. He even named all of his goats and one of his favorites, Billy Bluehorns, lived for an astounding three decades. Wow. Well, McCartney's unique lifestyle attracted attention wherever he went. Although he may have caused some traffic delays, he rarely stopped it completely. Most nights he camped on accommodating landowners' properties or in farmers' fields. Now, just what did the goat man eat every day, you might be asking? Well, his diet primarily consisted, as you might guess, of goat milk supplemented by food he received as donations or bought with money he made from selling scrap metal, postcards of himself, or by posing for pictures. He also accepted donations for his free-thinking Christian mission, that was the name of it, based in Georgia. Then there's the matter of cleaning oneself up, as almost all of us do every day. Not so the goat man. Right, Rod? Right, Steve. Aside from that, despite his friendly demeanor and inspirational sermons, McCartney was said to have a strong odor. Okay, we're talking odor here. As did his goats, for neither he nor his goats bathed. Hmm. Nevertheless, he attracted a fair share of visitors and well-wishers along the way. McCartney's later years brought both hardship and tragedy. After retiring from the road, he and his son, Albert Gene McCartney, lived in a rusted old school bus in Twiggs County near Jeffersonville, Georgia. Unfortunately, a fire destroyed their wooden shack, and they were left with only the bus, an outhouse, and a concrete tomb that was believed to house McCartney's father and stepmother. In 1984, Ches McCartney embarked on his final road adventure. He hitchhiked to California captivated by the actress Morgan Fairchild, and driven to woo her. Sadly, that was not to pass. His journey ended abruptly when he was mugged soon after arriving in Los Angeles. McCartney claimed to have covered over 100,000 miles during his travels, visiting almost every state except Hawaii. And you may think you know why he skipped Hawaii. Hmm. According to Chez, his goats couldn't swim that far. 
And even if they could, he remarked that they would just end up eating the grass skirts off the hula dancers. There you go. That's a great excuse. You know, the goats couldn't swim, but I'm sure they could float probably. But the thing is, they couldn't probably steer worth a hoot to get to Hawaii. (laughs) That'd be one thing. Well, the goat man spent his remaining years in a nursing home in Macon, Georgia. In June of 1998, tragedy struck once again when he received the devastating news that his son had been found shot to death on the Twiggs County property. Overwhelmed with grief, McCartney requested that his son be buried in a concrete tomb on their property. However, the tomb was in disrepair, and the city of Jeffersonville generously donated a cemetery plot where Albert Jean was laid to rest. The murder of his son remains unsolved to this day. In less than six months after his son's death, Chess McCartney himself passed away. Although his exact age remains uncertain, he claimed to be 106 he left behind a remarkable legacy, and I did not know the story on Morgan Fairchild. I, oh, yeah. You know, when you were reading that, I thought, okay, yeah, he probably ended up getting arrested or something to what ended up happening. But sad to say, he got mugged, of all things, in Los Angeles, California. Isn't that a fine how-do-you-do to a man like this that did travel just about everywhere? You know, I would think that if anybody had a chance to woo Morgan Fairchild, he might have been the one. He might have. He might very well have been the one. So, mm. Well, anyway, today McCartney's story lives on, inspiring artists and writers alike. In fact, Cormac McCarthy's novel Sutri, set in Knoxville, Tennessee, features a character based on McCartney. And Steve, it's interesting, too. You brought this up. Um, did he came through Big Stone Gap? That's my recollection of somebody telling me this, or, or at least maybe I saw it on Facebook, but there was a picture of him, I believe in Big Stone Gap, mm-hmm. as he came through this part of the country. Yeah. Wow. Just, you know, just a shame that we couldn't, you know, find somebody that maybe saw him, but you, I don't know. There's things here in Appalachia that there's some people that say, oh, look, you know, guy pulling his wagon with a bunch of goats down through the middle of town. And, of course, this wasn't set in modern day Big Stone Gap or anything like that. When he did pass away, he was at least, you know, so-called 106. But it would have been amazing to find somebody that, you know, remembered seeing such an event or at least knowing what happened back in those days. Yeah, it sure would. Of course, I guess back then... You probably saw it as just this old guy with a bunch of goats coming through town. And right. You never mm-hmm. gave it another thought after that. Yeah. And then, you know, we've talked about it before on, on previous podcasts and everything. You know, at one time or another, here in Appalachian, especially from Wise County, Dickinson County, from where, you know, I'm originally from, I've worked there for, you know, so many years and, and so forth, cattle roamed freely on the streets until the government mm-hmm. decided to you know, put a stop to it and everything. Same thing in Clintwood, the petticoat government did that. So it would have been just a normal kind of, well, everyday thing that somebody would have seen if he came through your hometown like that, especially in, you know, uh, the past in Appalachia. And that folks is the story of Charles McCartney, the goat man, a very unique individual who spent his time traveling through Appalachia and beyond another one of our stories. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stories Podcast so you don't miss a single one of our stories. 
We're on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at Stories of Appalachia, and on Twitter, Threads, and Instagram at Story Appalachia. Until next we meet, y'all take care. So long, everybody. Thank you.